Marie's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm, East Tennessee's premier DUI, criminal defense, personal injury lawyer. If you find yourself needing a lawyer, keep one name in mind, Marcos Garza. Before you say guilty, say Garza. You know how it goes. GarzaLaw.com. 865-540-8300. That's 865-540-8300. Let's get to the show. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. (laughs) But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you. Tuesday, September 25th. Seth Hughes joins us down in Alabama. Seth, how are you feeling? How are you feeling, my friend? Yeah, it's just a, another day. It's pretty rainy, pretty dreary. <sighs> I mean, what can you say? Say a whole lot of things, I guess. Like, Good. God damn it. Fuck. Shit. Life is meaningless. Gonna kill myself. That type of stuff. There's a lot of things you could say. Mm-hmm. Are you still hurting, or are you over it? Um, I'm I'm still I'm still hurting. Yeah, me too. I'm still I'm still pretty hurt. Like on one hand, I'm I'm excited that my Titans got a big win. Huge win. How about that? The Titans How? march Titans marched that ass into Florida and took care of business. I mean, like. The Titans have turned into a team that can absolutely grind out victories. The Titans have turned into a team you can't fuck with. That's what they've turned into. They are not to be fucked with, Seth Hughes. How about that? Going into Jacksonville just grinding that ass down. It's a team of grown men. That's a good way to put it. Just some grown-ass men taking care of business. And it used to not be like that. I mean... It used to not be that way. It used to not be that way, but they go down there and they just grind you out like the like the old days. Play defense, run the ball, kick enough field goals to win. It ain't pretty, but damn it, it's pretty damn effective. And we've been getting no respect in the national media. Do you see all the I- do you see all the power rankings these days? I saw that, like, was it ESPN has them at, like, 20th or something? ESPN has the Jags at number four and your Tennessee Titans at number, like, 19 or 20. I mean, come on. 
Come on. Like, never mind the fact we went in there with Blaine Gabbard and, and Marcus Mariota with, with 60% of an arm and beat that ass. Never like, mind. Never mind about all that. The, the Titans quarterback can't even grip a football. The Titans quarterback can't even grip a football. They went into Jacksonville and punched him in the mouth and won. So How I, are you going to put him at 20th? So I got that going for me at least. One spot above the Seahawks. The Seahawks, who suck. No damn respect. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Saturday, at least, uh, I got to see you. Shout out to everybody who came to Leaderboard. That was a fun time. Yeah, I had a good time. I'm, I'm glad that everybody came out. I appreciate it. Glad I got to meet um, some people I hadn't met before. Glad I got to see some people I hadn't seen since last fall. You even got even got asked for an autograph. Yeah, and I'm happy to say that that was a prank put, and he was put up by you. Well, that's that's not that's not 100 accurate. He he came looking for you earlier, and said he had intended on getting your autograph on that drain the swamp fo- uh, poster. <laughs> it was not exactly put up by me. He had gotten too nervous to do it, but I, I I egged him on and told him to do it. So I'll take a little bit of blame, but no, that was his uh, genuine intention to do. Yep, that's pretty much what – that was pretty much my nightmare come to pass. Yeah. About uh, these about these, these real-life meetups, which have gone – really, they've they've all been awesome. Yeah, they've gone exceptionally they've, they've, well. They've all, they've all been awesome. Like truly, I I have enjoyed every single one, but like when they're coming up, like I get to where I'm starting to get nervous and like have a a breakdown about them, and like something like that is what plays in my mind on a loop. It was fun, at least. I had a, we had a great time. And then we just went and got our ass beat. We were we were sheep marching into slaughter, is what yep. we were. In, like, what is there to say? Like, like what is there to say, man? Like, that's the that's the worst I've ever felt at a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's not the saddest I've been. Like, the saddest I've ever been was probably 2013 Georgia. Mm-hmm. The most angry. And like heartbroken, I don't know, is heartbroken different than sad? Maybe just the most angry and disgusted I've been was like Oklahoma 15. But Saturday, that was just the most, like, just, I don't even have the word to put it accurately. Like, I wasn't angry. There was nothing to be angry about, right? Oh, I disagree. You were angry? I mean, I, at the situation, I guess. I wasn't angry. Like, what, what the fuck were you mad about? Like, I was just kind of like, man, this is this is who we are type of thing. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's fair. Like, I, I don't... I couldn't I even muster... Really angry I, anything in anything specifically. Yeah, I couldn't muster up any anger. It was just like, man, this is who we are. This is what we give all our time and attention to. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it, it's seriously like... That, that's a good description. It is who Tennessee is. And 
I mean, it, it. that's who Tennessee is when it comes down to playing Florida. Ah, oh, man, like, yeah, I mean. It, like, it doesn't matter. The game was over before kickoff ever happened. Um, yeah, I guess I owe you an apology. No, I ain't. That's not why we're here. I'm not here to say that I was right or anything, but, like, it's really – Sad, but if you ever wanted to know, like, um, what Tennessee is when they play Florida, like, I mean, it doesn't matter, like, you know, it, they're not, like, the game was over before it ever started. Like, I think we, I think we all agree on that. Like, it was over and done with before it ever started. Like, it doesn't matter that they're not any good. It doesn't matter that Felipe Franks had never won a road game against a Power 5 opponent. It doesn't matter that we were at home. Like, Tennessee, the players at Tennessee never think they can beat Florida. Man, see, that's not the takeaway I had. Like, I still don't. I still don't think Tennessee was beaten before the game started. Like I, I, I didn't even feel that way down twenty-three to three at halftime. You know what I mean? Like uh, me and you both stayed through halftime, which was surprising to me. Yeah, I just came out of that thinking, man, like whatever can go wrong is going to go wrong, type of thing. And you know, obviously, with serious question marks about the direction of our, of our offensive game plan. Like, that, that, those were my two takeaways from Saturday. Yeah. I mean, the offensive line tried to do, or I guess the protection, the the offensive game plan tried to do what I, what I suggested in terms of, you know, a tight end and a running back in past situations. And the tight end and running back still couldn't block. And you still gave up a fumble off of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you tried to basically not not max protect, but have seven guys blocking, and your tight end and running back couldn't be on the same page, and you still allow a guy to run free and blindside your quarterback deep in your own territory. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just dumb shit. Like, I don't even put that on Helton, right? Like, I'm not putting that on Helton in terms of mismanagement because he had a running back and a tight end over there blocking the left side. He knew where the pressure was coming from. He did what he was supposed to do to stop it. It's just the players either miscommunicated or froze up or what. I don't know. Maybe the coaches deserve a little bit of blame for that. Like, the coach is not under, the players not understanding what the hell to do when faced with pressure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was a terrible start to the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I do think the dumbass run, 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 personal foul, run, screen pass was the dumbest fucking thing. So that was your that was your dumbest offensive thing, offensive play call, offensive play series, I guess of the Yeah, game. I, I mean really just the whole idea of run run pass wasn't working, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't disagree. But I, I do I, think I, like I do think like a a screen pass on 3rd and 24 is the most obvious play call and Florida's defensive line 
is smart enough to realize, oh, here comes a screen pass, and Garantano still threw it and threw it right to a Florida defender when you're already down 7 nothing. Mm-hmm. To me, that was the the most maddening thing outside of Austin Pope stripping himself of the football, which was just pretty next level, pretty next level stuff. So my my dumbest stretch offensively is simply one play. It is running the ball up the middle on the goal line and getting a safety. I was on the very opposite side. Walk me through exactly what happened there because, yeah, that's pretty dumb too, especially when you were giving the evidence that you could not run up the middle because we just fucking tried it on third and two from like our 20-yard line or from, yeah, so, Flor- okay, from Florida's 20-yard line when you could drive here, in for a touchdown. Here's my thinking. Just I'm not going to walk you through the play. I'm going to walk you through my thinking, which is this. My entire life of 27 years, we have been able to run the ball up the middle on Florida one time. That was 2001. Every other year, it does not matter who they have. We cannot run the ball up the middle on Florida. It does not matter who they have. It is Tennessee versus Florida. I could have told Tyson Hilton, never played a down of football in my life, never coached a down of football in my life. You do not, on your own goal line, try to run the ball up the middle on Florida. Like Tyson Hilton, you are from the South. You watched this game growing up. You know how it is. Just throw it deep. Tell Garantano, throw it up to Marquez Callaway. Three things can happen, and two of them are good. You can complete the pass, good. They can get a pass interference, good. You can throw an interception, it's a punt. Who cares? Don't run the ball up the middle. Like, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Run, 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 personal foul, run, screen pass was dumb. I think everybody knew a screen was coming on Florida sidelines. Like, I think their entire team knew a screen was coming. They played it perfectly, and Garantano made an awful throw. He should have never thrown the ball. Okay, like, like, there are a lot of things that happened Saturday night that I do not put on the coaches. The, The fumble at Chris' ankles, the snap at Chris' ankles, Austin Pope's fumble. Sean Schamberger doing who knows what. Why the hell is Sean Schamberger or kick? I don't know. I, I didn't. So I didn't see that play at, at the beginning of halftime. I left to go to the concession stand. The line was so long that when I got my coke and bottle of water, I was walking back and I looked up. You know they have those scoreboards in the concourse. Mm-hmm. I looked up at that scoreboard and it said thirty-two to three. And I said, I was thinking to myself, I would have sworn we got the ball first to start the half. And I got my phone out and looked at it, and I had a ton of text messages. And then my best friend starts calling me. He calls me. He's like, let's go. I'm like, where are you? He was like right behind me in the concourse, too. We just didn't see each other. Like, I didn't even go back to my seats. We left immediately, like, I guess, like, we left right when they kicked the extra point. Yeah, that's that's when I got up and, you know, people are like, hey, John Reed, love the podcast, love the show, man, as I'm just, like, head down, sprinting for the exits early, like, right after, I think I got up after we fumbled. Like, I don't even think I saw them score a touchdown. I got up right after we fumbled. Once that was 
uh, confirmed. The people sitting around me didn't even realize it was a fumble. The people sitting next to me didn't realize what had happened. I was trying to tell them, hey, he fumbled. He fumbled. I'm like, no, no, he didn't fumble. I'm like, yes, he did. That's what Luke told me, too. He said, like, they, like, he didn't think it was a fumble either, and, like, nobody around them did. They all thought that, like, it would get overturned on a replay, and then they saw a replay, and it wasn't even close. It was a fumble, and I guess he just got up and left and waited for me in the concourse. Like, I don't put that on the coaches, obviously. I don't put, like, yeah, that screen pass was a dumb play, but, like, Garantano's got to see that guy. I think that having Sean Schamberger back there is dumb. I did. I, that's now that is that is that is 100 correct. And I told Luke, I said, you know, here's an idea, and I don't know much, but maybe if a guy is not good enough to play in this garbage secondary that we have, he ought not be back returning kicks. Just, just kind of as a rule of thumb. Just as a rule of thumb, I know they're not related to each other. But like, I, it, I think that's fair. Like you. You get to maybe be on punt return, but probably not even then. And if you are kicking off, you're like on the front line. Like you're not, you're not returning kicks. Like if this guy, like, because football skills are are sort of, I mean, they are sort of transitive. Like, I mean, if a guy can't can't crack the starting lineup in the secondary, well, he's probably not going to make a play for you elsewhere. Like. Uh, I mean, come on, guys. Like, Sean Schamberger doesn't need to be returning kicks. I know we don't have a lot of team speed. I get that. But, like, that's really better than having, like, Brandon Johnson or Josh Palmer or, or like, I mean, I would rather have Dominique Wood Anderson returning kicks. Just put him back there and make him call a goddamn fair catch and let's like, just take the ball. Let's just take the ball in the 25. I've been screaming this for four years, and nobody wanted to fucking listen because we had Evan Barry. But there is no reason to return kicks. Just take the ball at the 25. Uh, you're either going to fumble or you're going to get you're going to get a block in the back. Or you're not going to make it to the 25, or you are going to make it to the 25, and your guy's going to get fucking concussed. Just call the fair catch, and let's just take the ball at the 25, especially if you don't have a Cordero Patterson or an Evan Barry back there. Like, if you have Sean fucking Schamberger – there, nothing, nothing great's gonna happen. Let's just take the ball at the twenty-five. I've been screaming it for years, and no one wants to listen. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I agree. Unless you have a first-team All-American type talent at kick returning, not he's a first-team All-American at wide receiver. I mean, a first-team kick returner like Cordell Patterson or Evan Berry, fair catch the ball. Every time. And Sean Schamberger fumbled. The, the, he fumbled it to begin with. Like He fumbled it when he caught it in the end zone. And he still brought it out. And then he picked it up and still brought it out. Now, somebody that does that doesn't need to be back there again this year. Now, I would imagine he's not going to be. I so- mean, like, I, like, obviously, the play calling sucked. But there were a lot of things... That just that just like left you shaking your head and saying like it's simply Tennessee versus Florida. There are a lot of things that Jeremy Pruitt did that I really like. For instance, the guy is going to go for it on fourth down. Yeah. Like if it's if it's not the most obvious punting situation in the world, he's going for it. I love that. I love that. 
Play to win. Like, we haven't had a guy that will do that in forever. Play to win. Pull that dick out. Pull it out and play to win. And if and if the other guy has a bigger one, then so what? I'm like, we've played like a bunch of girls for so long that I love it. Like, it was it was great against West Virginia, regardless if we score or not. It was great against Florida, regardless if our dude fumbles the ball when he's not even when it's not even knocked out by a Florida player. Like, I love that. Number two, I love going for the onside kick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no disrespect to women. Okay, go ahead. I love going for the onside kick. I mean, you said you play like little girls. I was just saying no disrespect to women. Reed's Ranch loves the women. Go ahead. Number two. I love the onside kick. Yeah, I mean, that was schemed perfectly. I don't know what the fuck our players were doing. We had five guys, and none of them tried to hit the Florida guy. See, okay, so that's that's number two. I think, honestly, I think it was a perfect call. I think it was a perfect kick, and I think we had it set up perfectly. Now, we did all those three things, and we really don't think the coaches have told our players to go knock the other player out. You have a free shot. The ball has hit the ground. Go knock them out, and we get the ball easy, and who knows what happens. It was, what, 14-3 to at that point? Yep. Who knows what happens? It was a perfect, beautiful play call. I loved it. I love going forward on fourth down. The play call to Austin Pope was beautiful. It was a perfect throw. It was a perfect catch. It was a perfect call. Austin Pope is not even – the Florida defender does not even touch Pope's upper body, and he fumbles out of the back of the end zone. I know. That was right in front of me too. That was right in front of me. I was like eight rows up right where he fumbled in the corner of the end zone. And no no one around me realized what had happened, and I just immediately sat down and put my hands in my head and said, God damn it. And everyone's like, what? What happened? I was like, he just fumbled. How do you – yeah, I was just like – I was just devastated. Obviously, that was the point you felt like, okay, this is just – you're not – it's just not your night type of thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I thought, well, it's Tennessee versus Florida. Yeah. It's Tennessee versus Florida. It's Tennessee versus Florida. Now, the most, maybe the cruelest thing was 2016 happened. So you're like, oh, well, we were down 24 to 3 there. You can make a comeback, right? So you sat around for halftime. Because uh, anybody with half a damn brain would have left at halftime. Well, we talked about it. Yeah, me and you texted, and I said, eh. I said, eh, we get ball first. I want to see what we can do. And we immediately fumbled. I said, well, good enough for me. I'm out. Like, I think I said our decision was that at 30-3, to we're we're bouncing. Yeah, because we had just held them to a field goal. We were going to leave it 27-3. to Or, yeah, we were going to leave it 30-3, to but we had just held them to a field goal to make it 26-3. to So, like, eh, we'll stick around and see the first drive. See what kind of adjustments we make. Uh, Well. And so much for that. Yeah, I think the most staggering stat I saw of the night was that we punted for the first time, like seven and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. Oh God, I didn't even see that stat. I think that I think uh, I'm pretty sure that. Um, so everything else ended in a turnover or a field goal. Either a turnover, we had a turnover on downs as well, or a field goal. That's amazing. It's unbelievable. It's unreal. 
That's pretty amazing. That's a good stat. It's un... Like, and here's what I've told... Like, uh, I've told this to a couple people, and it was like, I know it doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't. But it somehow seemed that Saturday night was worse than all the other Florida games. Somehow it was. Like, I don't know how, I don't know why, and I know it doesn't make sense, but it seemed like that game Saturday night was worse than all the others. It's because of what it's because of what we know deep down about the future. Like I feel like it's all of the past mixed in with we know that this is going to be awful moving forward. Like just in terms of how how far we have to go, what we're going to have to endure the rest of the season. Uh, all of 2018 is pretty much meaningless now at this point. And 2019 is going to be really, really tough to have some type of year two jump. To me, that's what was so bad. We take a quick time out to tell you about Premier Construction and Restoration, a local general contractor licensed and insured. If you are looking for any improvements around your house, if you want a new deck built, if you need siding, windows and doors, flooring, if you need anything with your floors, roofing and gutters, sunrooms, if you want new construction, if you want to build complete bath and kitchen remodels, Brad Richardson at Premier Construction and Restoration will help take care of you. Serving Roan, Morgan, Anderson, Loudon, Knox, and surrounding counties. Call for a free estimate, 423 404 3255 Premier Construction and Restoration. You can check out their Facebook page for some of the examples of the work that they've done. All right, Seth, go ahead. I mean, there to say, John, like, you want to get to some patron questions? I mean, like, do we really want to, um, Do we really want to talk about the schedule? Like, do we really want to talk about what's coming down the pipe? Like, we know what's coming down the pipe. Like, I mean, Georgia. Chances that we get a win before South Carolina, or by South Carolina, including South Carolina. Um, I put it at 5%. Yeah, I put it at 10%. Like, I mean, South Carolina dispatched a Vandy pretty easily. I, I give it a 10% chance. And it's really just pretty much based on that. Uh, maybe even a 15% chance. I think we got a 5% chance to win at Auburn. And a 10% chance to win at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, I mean, a, I'll say a 15% chance to get one of those games. They won at Vandy 37-14. Now, I don't know anything about that game. Yeah, me neither. I saw it was sort of close at the beginning, I think. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It was, it was – after the first quarter, it was 10 to nothing, South Carolina. Never at mind. halftime, it was 20-14, to 14, South Carolina. Okay, 20-14. to 14. Maybe that's what I saw it at. So, I mean, it was. You were right. It was close in the first half. I mean, I, I don't know anything about that game. I, I, I do know we're not rolling into Nashville and – beating them 37-14 right now. No, no, we're not. And that's that's pretty safe to say. If so, I set the over-under of SEC wins we get at one and a half, you're taking the under, right? Yeah, aren't you? 
If I'm actually betting money? Yeah. I'd probably... I mean, fuck, I guess you got to, right? I mean, because Kentucky looks good. I came away thinking Missouri looked pretty good, to be honest, against Georgia. I thought their defense looked a lot better than I thought. Uh, yeah, Georgia got some. Georgia got lucky in that game and just made some big plays, either through a strip fumble or a block punt or a missed tackle. But I thought Georgia pretty much stood up to them when it came to them trying to power run the ball. Yeah, I mean, I guess we have to, you have to take the under, right, at, at one and a half? Seth's power went out. Uh, it's always storming down in Huntsville. But Seth joins us on the phone line if you notice a quality difference. Which, by the way, I, I'm having such a hard time keeping our levels somewhat equal when it comes to recording this. I don't know what the deal is. But, uh, yeah, we were talking about Missouri. And I, I thought that Georgia struggled to run the ball against them, which was surprising. Yeah, I watched uh, a lot of that game. I guess nearly all of it. I mean, like – Missouri had a ton of turnovers, and it was like every time the ball was on the ground, it bounced stuff right into Georgia's arms and allowed yeah. them to scoop and run. Like, it could have easily been like a tie game at the end of the game. Easily. Yeah. Easily been a tie game at the end of the game. Now, obviously, that maybe. doesn't benefit Tennessee against Georgia. That point spread came out, and it's at 32 and a half. Uh, would you take yeah, Tennessee at 32 and a half? I, I would take Georgia. Really? Yeah, I mean, if anything, we wanted that game to be Georgia just blow them out. Yeah. Because you know you're not going to beat Georgia, but you wanted to see that you had a chance of beating Missouri. I'll be honest, I think I would take Tennessee plus 32.5. Yeah. I just think that's too many. Like, I, Obviously, I don't think we have a chance to win, but I could see us losing by 24, 27 points. Yeah. Hell, maybe it's even 31. Like that, that, it was kind of like the Minnesota-Buffalo game. Like, 17 points is so much for an NFL game. Yeah. Shout out to you for making that your keeper selection, by the way. Or your yeah, uh, survivor pool selection. That's what I get. So you're you're eliminated, right? I'm done, yeah. You know who's one of the 19 still alive? John Reed. John Reed. I mean, i got to tip my hat to you, John. Tip you, it. you picked the Cleveland Browns. That's right. And it went just as I expected. It was never in doubt. Never never in Thursday doubt. Night. Wasn't lucky at all. It was bold. It was beautiful. And it went just like I thought. Like I got a text from you Thursday night, and all it said was never in doubt. And never in doubt, that's baby. Got, that's all you got to say. It wasn't. It wasn't. That's all you got to say. I was happy that Minnesota lost, and then I realized you had them, and I was like, ah, well, that sucks. Hate it had to, hate it had to happen. You hate to see it. Well, I mean, listen, like, I was down like 20 points in my fantasy game when I went into church Sunday afternoon, and I came out of church, and I was up by like 30, thanks to my man, Big Drew Breeze. Oof. 46. Oof. And a half points for me on Sunday. Wait, My what man, time do you go to church? What time is it your was church? An, it, was an, it was an early afternoon thing. It was an early afternoon thing. Oh, okay, I was going to say, what the hell? Because, like, he was playing no, no, like no, it. Yeah, it was, it was earlier than normal. It was earlier than usual. Um, But, yeah, big Drew Brees. But, so, I, I'm 3-0 in fantasy, so that makes up for the for the, the survival. I, honestly, I deserved, 
I deserve to lose Sunday in the Survivor Pool because I I try not to ever always go with like the obvious obvious pick. Mm-hmm. Like, and and you got got you got got and week I, one I with the with the Saints and then week week three with the uh, with the Vikings. I hate it had to happen to you, brother. I hate it had to okay. happen. I learned my lesson. Hey, was our was our brother G Man in there? Did you get G-Man in that, by the way? No. Well, there was a guy that was like G.Man, so I wasn't sure. No, I'm I'm imagining like the only two people in this pool that aren't from North Alabama are you and Luke. Okay. Everybody else is a Huntsville guy. Okay. Well, I didn't know if you had also got one of your internet friends in there because, like I said, it just said G.Man, so I wasn't sure. No. no. All right, let's get to some questions. Shout out to the patrons. Appreciate everyone who came to Leaderboard. Um... I spent $1,130 at the bar. $1,130 at the bar. We had a good time. We did have a good time. I hope everyone enjoyed themselves. It was great meeting a bunch of you. Uh, let's get to some questions. But before we do, let's shout out the new patrons. Shout out to Cole Lowell, $10 level. Love you, Cole. Parker Pewitt go, uh, upped his pledge from 2 to $10. Love you, Parker. New $10 patron, Josh Wilborn. Shout out to my man, Josh. Might be Wilburn, but Will Josh. All right. Uh, $5 patron, Benjamin Conrad. Shout out to Benjamin. I can't fucking read. Benjamin Conard. God, I'm such an idiot. Uh, $10 patron, Josh Milner. Shout out, Josh. Tell him you love him. I love you, Josh. $5 patron, Julian Threat. I love my man, Julian. Known him my whole life. Taylor Jackson. Love you, Taylor. Peter Hallett. Love you, Peter. And that's all of our new patrons. Shout out to them. All right, let's get to some questions. Uh, Roman asks, how many, SEC, how many SEC teams would JG and Killer Chris start for? Um, Arkansas. That feels like the only answer, right? That's the only one. Arkansas. Yep. And that goes for both of them. Do you have any thoughts on the quarterback situation? Like, are you still sold on JG? Like, do you think Chris would be better? I've seen nothing to make me think Chris would be better. Yeah, I mean, I think we're just kind of fucked one way or the other. Might as well. I didn't watch any of the second half, though. Might as well be fucked with the guy who's got more years of eligibility, I guess. Yep. Doug Brooks asks, who can we get to replace Jarnigan in the stadium? Anybody. He kind of sucks as a PA guy, right? Yeah. I don't know who to uh, – apparently there, there's a guy on campus. Uh, he's younger, so they're not going to get the job. But in the future, there's a there's a young cat named Trini. Deep yeah, voice, yeah. great voice. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He did some work with the orange and white game or the open practice maybe. Maybe that would be the, the way to go. Kit Burns asks, will we beat Bama again before football is phased out? as a Tier 1 sport due to CTE concerns? No. It really feels like this Bama-Tennessee thing could get to the Florida-Kentucky levels right now. Like, that's how it feels to me. Yeah. I know that might be an exaggeration, but it's just how it feels, okay, damn it? It's just how it feels. I'm with you, John. Chayton Williams asks, what should we do with our Saturdays now that we have officially seen the last nail in the coffin that is Tennessee football? Well, 
this Saturday, my company is having their fall picnic, and I plan on going to that, so I will not have to watch the Tennessee-Georgia game. Would you go to it if Tennessee was good? No, I would be watching the game. You'd skip it to watch the game? Yes. It's so crazy um, to me that two years ago we went down to Georgia as three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yep, And we're clearly better. We, we tried to give that game away. Yeah. They've um, made up so much ground. <laughs> they have. That, died, that's that, another thing. Like, I was talking about that Saturday with Luke. It feels like Georgia did a basketball rebuild. Yeah. That's what it feels like. They Where they just grabbed a couple rebuild. one and duns and got shit popping. Yep. Er yep. seems like our rebuild's going to take a long time. It's, yep. It's, we're about 10 years into it at this point. <laughs> Fair, fair, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I wasn't trying to. No, no, I mean, it's a, it's a fair point. We're, we are constantly rebuilding. No, you're, you're correct, though. It feels like Pruitt's rebuild is going to take three years at minimum. At minimum to show any signs of life. Yeah. Burns asks, is it too early to think Pruitt isn't the guy? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. I didn't feel like we were severely like out coached or anything, and I think Dan Mullen's a good coach. I thought that, you know, we missed some opportunities. I do wonder though if he'll be able. I, I do wonder. This isn't me thinking he's not the guy, but I do wonder how he's going to ever be okay with not having the best players when he's had the best players everywhere he's been. Yeah, I was I was watching when you when you brought up that point on the. On the post-game show. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and that's a good point, and I had never thought about that, but it is a good point. Like, how does – but it's not just him. Like, I mean, it's the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Sharer, however you say his name. I mean, he was at Georgia last year, and I guess the year before that he was at Alabama. Or, I don't – he's an Alabama guy. He's from – but, like, he's in that same coaching tree as Pruitt, and it's like, he, you know, Sharer was at Hoover, too, not that long ago. Like, they've never been anywhere, regardless of the level or the conference in which they coached, where they did not have the best talent. Yeah. And it's like, well, now what do you do? Now what do you do when you have to start players like we do? Because it feels to me like if we're to, you know, we're going to have to recruit at an extreme level for three or four years before we have the talent that they're used to. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we're going to have to be awesome at recruiting. Well, I, for, don't think for, that, I, don't, I don't think we'll ever get there, but I'm just saying, like, best-case scenario, we have to put, like, three or four good recruiting classes in before you have good players at every position, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's no, why I think I, this rebuild is going to take so long. Yeah, I mean, it's – um. yeah, I mean, it, it's like – but and, and to their credit, like, they did some things Saturday night that they would never have to do at Alabama. Like, the onside kick, the go for it on fourth and one and do the, the long pass down the side. Like, they're – I mean, you're right. Like, what does he do? Like, do they know – like, does – you know, I mean, does Chris Rumpf know what to do with defensive ends that aren't awesome? Does – Charles Kelly know what to do with secondary players who aren't Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 
And it's a testament to their recruiting skills at their various places that they've been able to get these players because Jeremy Pruitt single-handedly got Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, we don't have Jalen Ramsey. And here's the thing. I think he's going to have to win some to be able to keep players like Wanya Morris committed. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't that's know. That's what scares I, I, me the most. I don't know how players would sign up to come here. You know what I mean? That's like, what scares me the most is because it seems to me like we're about to go three and nine. I mean, at, at best, you're going four and eight or five and seven, like at, at the absolute best. And like that shouldn't be enough to, to keep stud players that could go and win championships somewhere. I get yeah. the idea of wanting to be a player who builds it and wanting to be a player who can start from day one. I get that. But, man, after watching so many people come to Tennessee thinking they could do that and it not happening, it would scare me off. It would scare me off unless the check was big enough. For sure. For sure, dude. I mean, for sure. And maybe, right. the, maybe the check will be big enough. Longtime patron Drew asked, is Bob Kessling the reason we suck? Uh, I wish it were that easy. Yeah, we could get Bob. We could get Bob hit if that was the case. Probably does have to suck for Bob to to follow John Ward and, and think, wow, this is going to be so fun. Tennessee's so good, and then it immediately goes to hell. Yeah. Or gradually, I guess. It, it wasn't immediate. It was, it was gradual going to hell, but it's in hell now. It has been for the last decade. I imagine it's not what he signed up for. No, he thought he was going to be getting some uh, historic, iconic calls. Gino asked, how long will it be until Seth returns to Neyland Stadium? Well, we put our tickets for the Alabama game up on StubHub today. So it's looking like 12 months. Yeah, uh, For me right now, I'm thinking it will be... 2020 before I'm. That's what as I was say. That's what I thought. That's what you told me. Yeah, I won't be back um, until 2020. Yeah, I will not go to a game next year. It's looking like 12 months. I had a ticket to the Auburn game. I told my buddy after the game. I wasn't even back to the hotel yet. I said, "Give that ticket to an Auburn fan. Don't don't let me take it. I'm not coming. I don't want to go. Give it to somebody who wants to go. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's looking like 12 months. I won't be back until 2020. Now, I, I'm going to put all my energy into basketball. I'm thinking about going to Phoenix for the Gonzaga game. For the Gonzaga game. And then road tripping back and stopping in Memphis that next Saturday. Yep. That's my plan. I'm going I'm to fly to Phoenix and rent a car. Take Route, 60, uh, Route 66 back? That's my plan. Be a fun little road trip, John. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to go support some winners. Because qu- quite honestly – and I've said this for a while, and, and you know everyone thought I was crazy. I enjoy going to games at Thompson Bowling more than Neyland Stadium. I was so uncomfortable on Saturday. I I, I was miserable at my seat. I felt hot. Dude, dude, I felt dude. I felt scrunched up. I was miserable. Like one hundred percent. Go as a student. Going to basketball games was more fun. Forget about like we were good when I was at UT, decent when I was at UT in basketball, elite eight my freshman year. But like, it's not near as uncomfortable it's not hot it doesn't last as long and like it's easier to get in and out like 100 percent going to basketball games is, is a more enjoyable experience i did not U- have an user enjoyable experience. friendly yeah much more user friendly i did not enjoy neyland stadium even when, like before things went to shit i just felt so cramped up and i just felt awful yeah, I don't know what it was about Saturday night, but I felt much more cramped than I do usually. Yeah, same here. Like, usually I, that's the first time I've really thought it was a problem. 
Maybe it's because yeah, the game went. It was very uncomfortable. Maybe it's because the game went by so quickly. Maybe it was because, or the game went south so quickly. Maybe it was because the guy standing next to me knew who I was and wanted to talk to me. I don't know. Maybe he was screaming. He was a lunatic. He was screaming mean things to Austin Pope. He mm-hmm. was he was not taking the Austin Pope fumble very well. Hold on to the fucking ball. That's why you get your school paid for. I'm sick and damn tired of it. We all are, buddy. And everyone just kind of looked like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that, that that play was just the microcosm. We can just call that play the microcosm. Peerless Poff asks, at what point does it become my own fault for keep letting this or for still letting this program keep stomping on my heart with a golf cleat? I would say we're four years late on that, brother. Uh, well, was- I I would have said so too, but I I said this Saturday night as we were driving back to the hotel i said you know i said at some point all the people like the people like me and peerless and like that are just normal guys like not the the crazy fans that yell expletives and stuff but like we could go be doing other stuff and like there will reach a point where like it's too old it's too much like people are leaving in the second quarter yeah i mean not only that i mean we didn't we didn't sell out for the first time i think since ever like 1954 yeah, like I think that it is coming. But it sucks because like, then like, it sucks because then you get guilted into saying you're killing recruiting and you and you make the program look bad. Like you you get kind of guilted into well if I don't show up then who's going to come here and play football? So then you're going to just your t- your your program's never going to get back. It's such a it's such a fucked if you do fucked if you don't type of thing. Excuse my language. JT Valls asked, do you know if the Cowboys owner has a Twitter for the Madden League? Uh, Cowboys owner, ch- tweet JT Valls underscore. By the way, Seth, on a three-game winning streak, picked up, oh, my, picked up my third straight win. I'm 4-2. and I uh, figured things out. My, my running back, Deion Lewis, is back healthy. I'm expecting to, to start running things. Uh, Curtis, shout out to Curtis. Met Curtis at Leaderboard. Thanks for coming. Says, since football is nothing but misery, can we finally get that interview with Seth's cousin? Um. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that later. Rocky Top Goon says, what steps do we have to take to get back to our better years? There's no steps we can take. We're fucked. There's nothing we can do. We just have to hope. Maybe tweet a bunch of recruits. Maybe the answer is we have to tweet a bunch of recruits and beg them. Tell them we will pay them our, out of our own pockets for them to come. It got Dominic Wood Anderson with some Twitter followers. We ruined that kid's life. We got him to come to UT just for some Twitter followers. <laughs> when he could have went to Alabama and been a first-round pick. So uh, just, just use your Twitter. Use your Twitter. Josh asks, will Nealon be full again this season? The only chance it has of being full is if Alabama buys 60,000 tickets and overtakes the stadium, in my opinion. Correct. Uh, Ricky asks, has this program hit an all-time low now, or has it been worse than this last Florida game? I don't know about all-time. It's the worst it's ever been uh, since I've been really keeping up with it. Maybe it felt lower after Wyoming beat you in 08, but this was after a decade of futility. This feels as low as it's ever felt. It's the most objective I've ever felt. Correct. Zach asks, Randy Boyd has been appointed interim president. Is Haslam coming? Probably. In a couple years. Or he'll get the full-time job and he'll be, um, you know, a lot of people think that he is connected to the Haslams. I don't, I'm so over worrying about the Haslams. I'm so worried. I'm so over that. I mean, I know most people probably aren't, but it's just, it just feels really Alex Jonesy. I don't know. 
I you mean, disagree with that? Like, no, who cares about them? Yeah. Will UT win an SEC game? We already addressed that. Corey Walton asked, should he embed his entire life savings on UGA minus 32? I say no. Seth? I say you, I say you got to be crazy to bet that game. Yeah, just stay away from it. Because you're going to be mad if Tennessee – Tennessee's going to lose by 31 points, and you're going to be mad, and you're still going to have an embarrassment of a football team. Like, you have to – to me, you have to be insane to bet that game. I wouldn't bet on Georgia because then you're uh, – unless you're – I mean, if you're betting any amount of money that matters to you, you're going to you're gonna There's start – so many other games to bet. You're going to start rooting for your team just to get demolished. That seems counterproductive. I don't know. Uh, last 30 seconds, Seth, I know you got to go. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jimmy Butler wanting out of Minnesota? Uh, I would hate that weather too. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Seth, good hearing from you. Uh, let's do it again soon. I love you, brother. Sorry about the sorry about the power. Situation. Oh, yeah. You, I, I hate you for your power going out. Good point. I, 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 but I love you, John, and I had fun Saturday with you and with everybody else. We will do it again. Under better circumstances. In 2020. We'll do it again in 2020. All right, brother. I'll see y'all in two years. Later. Love you. Holy walk, rest in peace to Robert Neely, rest in peace to our opponents. I get my tickets from a scalper out at Thompson Bowling. Breeze Ranch, yeah, we got you, fam, we got your back. All we wanna do is win the East, is that too much to ask? All we wanna do is win the East, is that too much to ask? All we wanna do is win the East, is that too much to ask? We bleeding orange till we die. R.I.P. to Reggie White. Putting on for A65. Kneeling stadium at night. Volunteers are religion. This is what we believe in. This is Reed Ranch trying to help you get through the season.